when we talk about an agent going from one deal a month to three deals a month to five deals a month it's all about how many people know that you're an agent i, I don't think i think it's the same exact conversation with uh, are we going to be replaced we'll only be replaced if we allow it So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mucci. I'm back, back by popular demand. I need to say, I had I don't know how many hundreds of people reach out and say that one of their millions, millions, <laughs> millions. I don't yeah, know how many yeah. hundreds, tens of millions. millions. I just want to make sure you come correct. Yeah. <laughs> reached out and said, Matt Chick and Jeremy Fuse were my favorite. Did I say your last name right, Jeremy? Yes, you did. All right, nailed it. Matt Chick is yeah. easy to remember. The um, impact real estate. AZ, we had yep, such a yep. fun time talking. I thought that they could come back on when we could talk about the state of the market. I also mm -hmm. had people telling me I need to do more state of the markets again. I was doing them every week. This is our second one this month where we grab the news. We grab the real estate headlines. We talk about them and we tell all you guys out there as agents how we would apply it to our business if we think it matters or not. This uh, is totally off the dome improv. Huh? I'm just get a, a headline. Hopefully, we've already seen the headline. Yeah. Hope, I mean, just that's kidding. the... I could have I could have actually sent them to you ahead of time. <laughs> I feel uh, like the audience should know that you didn't, right? <laughs> like, I, I did not say I did not pre-send any of these. This is fully That's an important note. Are, are we allowed to plead the fifth? Yeah. Anything. We yeah. There is one the of these headlines that you guys have seen before. Okay. But the I know for sure. And the impact takes over AZ. That's our that favorite too. one. <laughs> 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 it's, no, it's close. It is close to impact takes over AZ. All right. I'm gonna. I'm just going to share my screen and start with it as we get started. Real estate rock stars, thank you for listening. I feel like, the, okay, never mind. I'm just going to let you introduce the, Dude, the, the headlines. I feel like go. I know a big one that's going to be today. Here's a but. big one. Oh, ah! so there, this is Jeremy's Instagram page. Hey, but this was the, hang on, hang on. This was the news of the day, not Flycatcher. What? Impact Real Estate, the album coming soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Impact Real Estate, the album. Have you seen I the follow up man video? I've heard like the follow up man, follow up man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm follow follow up man. Up I, was man. This, I had oh, this, yeah. I had the sound on earlier and I was like, <laughs> what? And then the question is, all right, the vote amazing or you're so effing dumb. What's the vote? <laughs> what, what's the, what's the, what's the vote been so far on the new impact AZ album? Uh, the majority says amazing. Yeah. Definitely a couple. You're so effing dumb. I immediately went and blocked those people. <laughs> those are, those they, are, they're no longer in my life. One, yeah. one of them was his mom. <laughs> he was like, that's not okay. Yeah, she's I, uh, That's okay. As a fun little. So what did you guys do? You guys really, is that really your music? Were you really doing yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. The, who's the singer? Oh, Jeremy all day. Um, yeah, I dabble. So we have, we have. Uh, so we did a video to follow up, man. Yeah, right. Awesome. And so Matt is like, he's the guy that is reminding me to follow up. And it's kind of this funny video. And then uh, we have a couple. We have uh, send me your junk part one and part two. <laughs> Such a good one. <laughs> uh, so that should be released soon. The songs are recorded. We're just waiting on the video. And um, then we have like a hype video coming out that's getting worked on right now. Where would I find follow up man to video? 
Oh, uh, play right it would now. Be, it would be on my Facebook for sure, but you'd have to go back. How long ago? Two weeks, maybe. Why weeks? don't you? You got it right there, right, Kita? I could probably tag you in it, maybe. I bet we're not Facebook friends yet. Let me see. Oh, what the hell? Burn, burn. Real estate rockstar. No, that's not true. We have a mutual friend. Is it Matt? Because <laughs> because you shot him a friend invite, but not me. Trinity. No, weird. All right, I'm I'm gonna friend you right now. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm going to tag you in this in a second. I'm going to find the follow-up man video. Sorry. Oh, only I, I post a lot of freaking videos, man. You have several. On yeah. That's actually what is a uh, unique ability is posting videos and being <laughs> retarded. <laughs> post, my favorite video that you've got is uh, us on real estate rock stars right here. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that was fun. So was it? Yeah. So now I'm in September. Where's our follow-up man? Yeah. So, so you're going to have to keep going, I think. All right, just keep. Can't on. you just search it? Isn't that a search field? Oh, the nose wax one. Yeah, dude, you oh, no, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. It's like, uh, oh. okay, keep it going, keep it going, keep going. Dang, how long ago did we post that thing? That was a minute. September sandbar acoustic. Okay, keep going. I promise, listeners, this is going to be. <laughs> oh, there was, there was, there was. Oh, right there, there it right is. Right that there, is. Right there. All right. So the so it's a real it's real news. So real estate news that I saw today was Impact Real Estate has decided to launch a series of music and to tell on myself. So we actually have a family theme song. We hired oh. uh, this is our book, The Five Hour Squeak. We hired a guy to come to our house years ago and write this family theme song. Oh my God, this is all awesome. of our family values and the and I'm not going to make anybody listen to it. But if you go to the Five Hour Squeak YouTube page here. And you see, you could see we, we spent like two days with my wife and kids. We were looking at uh, going through our family values and recording like the video and the music behind like, what's the song? Like, what's the song when we jump in the car that we want to listen to and we're getting ready to go on a, a family vacation? So that is the, That's cool. we're going to go into some other news now that the listeners <laughs> more have probably been waiting for. <laughs> I saw that this morning and I had to go, is this real or is this not? Like that was, yeah. a, and that was... Again, we so it's something we're just kind of toying around with, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of cool when we actually got that song on Instagram, right? So we could use it on our stories and reels, things of that nature. Uh, so I uploaded the next one, so that should be approved hopefully this week on Instagram. So it's just kind of fun, and then just to have, you know, if we have our own little album on Apple Music or Spotify, it would just be entertaining, you know. Like I would just love to be able to use it. Dude, it is so awesome. Keller Williams has like the there's songs from their trainings, like the yeah. Bolt song and stuff like that is one that I've heard people playing at parties that aren't at a Keller Williams thing, right? So there is a <laughs> we want an impact song in a club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from Vegas my second time and the and I know that I'm gonna be looking with this when follow-up man comes on, I'm gonna be excited to hear it all right it's all about giving like having fun and doing the crazy stuff but also giving a little bit of value because if you actually listen to the song like if you adopted that mentality and put it in your business you'd be way better <laughs> it's true to take it so it's to true. take it to the serious side right you know it, you, like if you adopted adapted adopted adopted yeah, yeah. the 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 things that we talk about in that song you'd probably increase your business by 30 percent. inspirational music is awesome i think it's yeah. totally awesome that you guys are doing that because there is it's like our family theme song it's like those other ones that we've heard where people turn from these different trainings they turn them into it if you get to have some fun with it do one of your crafts get to share it out there the uh yeah. and people will be remembering here's a headline that i Man, what a big old advertisement at the top of that. <laughs> Austin Energy right there, yeah. Austin Energy trying to give you a 30% rebate bonus. Oh, who forgot to turn off the ringer? Who's the amateur today? That mm. All right. Uh, is that the couch guy again? 
They was not the couch no, guy. Okay. Home prices fell in September. Buyers get slight reprieve as bidding wars recede. What's the, the best news I've heard? There's a graph here. Check out this graph. There's yeah. it's like uh, housing prices in Austin in January 2021. They're 365. In June they're 482. So up 117,000. That's like up 25 percent. Up 25 percent. But now it's back down to 450, and you're seeing this peak. So it says, in July, data from Austin Board of Realtors revealed an important shift. The median home price had declined month over month for the first time since January 2021. Since then, prices have continued to decline every month. So since July, median price has started to decline a little bit. I have actually felt that with some of our flips and sales. Some, some Some of our rentals that came off the market, we decided to sell them afterward. Open. How'd you feel it? Did you feel it on days on market or did you feel it that you actually had to do price adjustments? Both. Yeah. Days Both. on market and price adjustment. Because f- f- six months ago, maybe you just had offers the day something came out. And yeah. even if you were mispriced, you'd have an offer that was 10 grand under or something. And so you would it would sell. Essentially, you could have a fixer that needed work six months ago and people would just price it in and they'd go, okay, let's buy it. This is all we got. Yeah. And now we're finding people that are like, well, maybe if you fix it up first, I'm not in the, I'm not in the mood. So I, so I've been surprised feeling, have you guys felt it out there? Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. It's like what you said, six months ago, you could literally list a piece of shit for 50 grand overpriced and you still receive offers. Right. right. And probably multiple offers no with effort. escalation clauses, with appraisal gaps, with everything that you could think of getting rid of all terms, just they want a house right mm-hmm. now. You have to actually price it right. If you overprice a house or a house isn't in decent condition and it's even 10 grand overpriced, you're not going to feel the traffic on it for sure. Like six months ago was bananas. Right now, you actually have to be strategic and smart and you have to actually set expectations for your seller. And on the investment side, like we we haven't changed our philosophy around buying because of the state of the market. You know, a lot of uh, fix and flippers they were uh, buying higher than they could, should, and they were basing it off of appreciation over how long they would be owning the asset. So let's say it took you ninety days to rehab it and get it back on the market. They were putting in eight, nine, ten percent appreciation month over month in the Arizona market, and then buying it based off that number. For us, we never we never went away from the model that's always worked for us. So we always bought off the clo- the, the the closed comps in the area. So I don't think we're any danger there. But what we do know is it comes down to three things when you sell homes, right? Price, condition, location. If your price matches condition and location, you're always going to sell. Personally, that's what I, that's what we believe. Right now, if your condition and your location is uh, off from what your price should be, then I think you're going to sit on the market and you're going to have to start doing some price adjustments. So what I would tell everybody is, hey, just make sure, hey, especially in the investment space, make sure you're still buying right off of close, close sales in the area and don't base any, any purchase off of appreciation. But it is interesting to see stuff sit on market. But we also like, I don't I don't know you were you've been flipping a long time right yep. so it, you know the day of selling you know the cool thing about selling a house in a day is it's done in a day and you got 30 days and then you're out of the thing on a traditional sale but typically we plan for a 30-day sales cycle and then 30 days to close so we plan on 60-day sales cycle once the project is completed when we look at bar, our borrowed money right so i just think you just have to be super purposeful and super intelligent with the way you're buying especially in the investment space and coaching your clients like the whole day of saying hey i'm going to sell your house tomorrow and you we're going to go over all 900 99 offers on Monday. Uh, I, I don't think you'd be, I don't think you get such a client up that way anymore. I think you have to be, hey, it could take us two, three, four weeks to get a legitimate offer on your property. 
Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. I think we got lazy too. So like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. like nine months, it's like two years ago, we had a process. We're reviewing all of the showing. We're calling every agent right after. What did you think of the showing? Any room for improvement before they even got to the next house? Like, oh yeah, we can paint it that color if they want it. Like it was just being proactive. And then, and then nine months ago, we didn't have to do anything. So we did no follow-up. And then it's like, I've having to retrain my team this week to say, no, when we sell a house, there's actually stuff we can do better to sell that house. There's actually yeah. follow-up. I think one of the most important things right now with, I don't want to say a declining market. I mean, technically it is, but it's still a very hot market, right? But is sellers are greedy, right? Sellers have heard their friends sell for $100,000 over ask for the last four or five months. And now they decide they want to list and they want $100,000 over what they think their home is worth. And so setting those expectations with, hey, like we might have to do some stuff to sell this thing, right? We are not in the same market we were six months ago. And so you're having these sellers who... We're not getting listings because they're like, oh, this other agent said I could get $50,000 more if you know we get into a bidding war over the weekend or something along those lines. But you have a lot of greedy sellers right now who want a lot of freaking money for their home when it's not worth that amount like it was six months ago. You know, the cool, the, the, you know, what I think what it really comes down to is that you, Jeremy's 100% right on this. But I think as an agent, you have to be prepared to have those conversations. And I think that's the lazy part as well is that agents aren't skilling up anymore. They're not working on how to have a price reduction conversation. They're not working on, you know, how to communicate effectively with a seller and explain the process and explain it on the front end. So there's no surprises if we are doing price reductions. You know, it, it was, used to be very common to have to do price reductions on, on properties and having that conversation with the seller. So I think you just have to skill up as an agent and be prepared for any conversation that might come up and have them on the front end rather than promising the world. Yeah. It's, you know, one of the things that I think for all of our agents listening out there is get the stats for your market. Mm -hmm. Like be able, because let's say you do a showing back in June when median price is 482 and you tell, or you do a presentation and you tell that seller, we're going to sell your house for 482 and we missed it. Right. And right now they think you're the only agent in, in Texas or the only agent in your market that can't sell a house really quick 
you know, what's wrong. So grab the data to be able to tell them and be able to show them this and say, look, prices are down from where they were. Prices are back. They're still way up from January, but they're definitely down from June. You know, they usually decrease every December, you know, you know, seasonally anyway. We didn't see that in 2020 because 20, you know, looking back on this chart, it's just continued to go up. But now, but years past, we'd see a decline over the winter time. But get this data because you want data to protect you. If you're an agent out there working and you're getting sellers that are, some sellers will be just super disappointed that you didn't sell their home. Again, there's greediness. There's also just the fact that their friends said what experience they had. For some, some people put their house on the market specifically because their friend said, I got $200,000 over asking and it took me no time at all to sell it. So the, uh, I think that's going to be, be educated, be educated. And, and like what we teach is you got to own that shit. Like as an agent, right? If your client's pissed off 99% of the time, it's the agent's fault because we didn't give them a heads up on what to expect. And so if you go in saying and promising the world, like Matt said, Hey, we're going to sell this fucking house in, in one weekend and we're going to have a thousand offers because that's what the market has shown this year you're going to be wrong and you're going to look like an idiot and the client's going to get pissed and it's our fault, right? And so I always try to take responsibility for everything that I do when it comes to my clients because I could have done a better job prepping those clients or prepping the house or marketed the home better, whatever it is. But if your client's angry for whatever reason, and a lot of people are getting angry right now, especially on the buy side, but uh, we're seeing it more on the sell side as the market kind of goes down, like you have to own it, whatever it is. We got to set those expectations for our clients so they're aware of what's happening. And if we're comping a house, so like we teach, when we go on listing appointments, we comp the house right in front of them so they can get full transparency of what we're looking at for a few reasons. One, so if an agent comes before or after us and says they can get 50 grand more for the home, like we're showing them what the market is doing and we're showing them the trends. Hey, this home actually sat on the market for 45 days if they priced it 10 grand higher than this other comp that sold in one weekend, right? They can see these trends and we can talk through it. If you don't have that transparency, you know, you're going to have an angry client when you can't sell it for what you promised them for. So I just think that's something else a lot of agents need to start focusing on when the market starts going down is own your shit and, and set those expectations correctly. But don't own the price. Do not own the price. Yeah. yeah. I like being able to say the market determines the price. Here's how we determine it today. Yeah. If we determined it last month, it would have been less. Next month, it might be more, but here's how it is today. But I do feel bad for the people that back in June and July, we're doing those CMAs. Because if you were buying a flip based on June or July's CMA stuff, now we're trying to sell it. And then the other reminder to us was get back on our game. Remember the yeah. stuff that we did when it wasn't so easy to sell a house. Mm -hmm. It is hard to remember because now it's actually been a while. It's been like two years since we had to work hard to sell a house and having to remember the extra tactics we would do to make sure ours sold and said, we're definitely seeing inventory going up. I thought this was interesting. Zillow pumps breaks yeah. on buying. This is my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Like, so no more iBuyers. As Zillow pumps breaks on buying, other stunned iBuyers forge ahead. Zillow says it's facing supply and labor constraints, but other iBuyers who express surprise over Zillow's abrupt pause say they aren't suffering from the same issues. Now, it's interesting. So they had bought thousands of houses. Yeah. The funny thing is, Open Door says, hey, that's not us. We're mm. not slowing down. But Open Door, over the last year, they've been sending me preemptive offers for a couple of my properties. And every month it's gone up 10 grand, yep. up 10 grand, up mm -hmm. 10 grand, sometimes bigger. And they reset me an offer on a house and they, did, and they lowered it $40,000 from their oh, offer wow. two months ago. So, wow. so Zillow is saying, we're not going to be iBuyers anymore, or at least for a while. They're still going to do it, but I think they were, they were buying a lot of houses 
And now they actually have to learn what it's like to be a <laughs> so we have a, yeah. this position. So we have a, a connect over there that when this article came out, we reached out to and tried to get a little information. And basically what she said, she said, we're going to perform on everything that we have on our contract, but we're not putting anything new under contract. And she didn't like give specifics on why, but she said infrastructure. I mean, pretty much the infrastructure and the way that they they run it, it became it was like at capacity that they just don't have the ability to pick up any more properties. Now I, I don't know how to read between the lines on that. Obviously, that's probably yeah. a lower level employee or, or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I think I think what the the big takeaway is if you know I buyers are slowing up. I don't think you have to pump the brakes personally as a smaller investor because a lot of us aren't open door offer pad. You know, we don't have billions of dollars pushed in the marketplace right now trying to make one, one to two percent on our houses. What I think you can do is I still think you should offer the same solution across the kitchen table, but you're, you're so you should be able to try to perform on that solution, which we talked about in the last podcast. But now that I buyer should be you, you be you be the buyer and make sure your numbers are right so you can purchase a house. So I hope all the I buyers go away. Because honestly, they're, they're way more competition for us than anybody else. Any other fixer, flipper, or wholesaler, they get across the kitchen table. Our, our numbers are very similar. You get across the kitchen table with an iBuyer, you know, sometimes their numbers can be drastically different. And there's no way we can pay what they're paying because our, our margins are totally different on what we're trying to make. It was hard too because Zillow was essentially offering their estimate price for a yeah, lot dude, of people. Nuts. And like for the longest time, we've been able, people have said like, oh, you froze. It's a good look though. Yeah, kind of. We should make a meme of it. We should just <laughs> take a screenshot real quick. Like, why can't you sell this? Got it. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I froze when we're like we're live on the air and air. Yeah. <laughs> so you froze. I got a screenshot, and we're gonna make a meme of it because your face was perfect. It'll yeah. be it'll be Zillow. So just, <laughs> so just expect that in the future. Yeah. We were using Zillow as a disposition on some of our flips. So were we. We're, yeah. I, I love selling to open door. I love selling to Zillow. Mostly when I felt like I could trick them. Mostly yeah. when oh, they were like, hey, well, let's estimate is higher than retail. And they would, they would buy they, it. They paid 30 grand more than what I had the property listed on active on the MLS. Oh, I had it active on the MLS. Somebody got paid over that. <laughs> Not only that, it fell through <laughs> twice before and had about you know 70 days on market. And they still paid they 20, still, 30 grand over. Okay. So, so then that, I canceled immediately. After that could be why they're slowing down. The other yeah, thing yeah. the article says is it's, hard to manage contractors right now oh right like so for a company that are you experiencing that oh yeah <sighs> right it is so hard to get normal work done because a lot because demand is high everybody's remodeling stuff the um you're trying to add an outlet for something and it's taking you know three weeks to get an electrician you want to order a survey so in texas we have to get a survey before we sell a house oh wow it's just which all they, they send out a surveyor and they say this fence is on the property line or not, and this is over. And it used to be about a five to six day turnaround. It's six week turnaround time right now to get oh, a survey wow. on a house. So even if you get a cash offer to close in two weeks, if you don't have that survey ahead of time, which if you're buying tradition, if you're buying a flip, usually you don't. So yeah. that's been pretty. Yeah, it's hard. So that I think that's the other thing that they're facing. They realized like they 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 were buying properties, and that is just one part of the equation. Fixing the a property and selling a property is a whole different part. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujistegi, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show 
They talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow-Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow-Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow-Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow-Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow-Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on his massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow-Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow-Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow-Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out. Especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. I had a painter today tell me he didn't want to cock anymore. He says that he wants the door guy. He wants the, he wants the door guy to cock all the baseboard and, and trim in. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm only going to come in and spray. I just want to come in and spray. I don't want to cock. I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, everything changes. Like the every yeah, people are. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? I, I have so much work. I can do a bad job now. That's the other thing yeah. is some of the contractors, oh. like, I'll just, they're like, I can actually do a bad job. And if that's not good enough, fine. We used to be able to say, if you yeah. don't do a better job, I'm not going to have you do my next one. And they're like, fine, yeah. I got I got a line. There's a, uh, it's tough. So yeah, Zillow is definitely experiencing that. So they're, I mean, their method of uh, overpaying people and being able to process. Who else just did a freeze? Someone did a freeze six months ago. Was that Offer? I think OfferPad did a freeze. Well, they all, too. They all like, did it last year, right? When COVID was oh, kind of yeah, new yeah, yeah, and yeah. fresh and no one really knew what the hell was going to happen. So I think they all slammed on the brakes. It's, I know Zillow did because this is the second time they quit buying houses in the last two years. Everywhere um, did in, in early 2020. Yeah. We, we covered I think OfferPad was the first one to come back. And then Open Doors obviously kind of all gas. I, I love it, man. I love it because it show, I think it shows inconsistency on their end. And as we are across the kitchen table and you're offering the same solution to everybody that you're talking to, I think it shows consistency and the power and it gives it back to the, the real estate agent rather than the big box uh, retail iBuyers. So I, I absolutely love it. The, um, did you guys sign up for a lead propeller website yet? No. Did we get an invite to lead propeller website yet? Yeah. Let me send, let me send. Well, last time it was my shameless plug. Cause I, <laughs> I remember I yeah. this that new company like, you bought, but you right? said it wasn't like, it wasn't ready. It didn't launch. Right. I'm like, Hey, I got this company now for all yeah. these. Well, you guys are the investor people that we, the, Wait, we so everyone should go sign up for leadpropeller.com right now. Lead propeller. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you Everybody. for that extra. Yeah. 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 You get your, well, he, you guys are talking about being the hybrid investor agent that says, yeah. I can buy your house or list it. And we have these, you know, you have a, a website ready in 15 minutes that essentially tells people that. Yeah. So you now 
instantly look better. This is kind of opposite of the housing market has is the prices are going down. This says the tr this is a, a Business Insider article from October 15th, just five days ago. The treacherous housing market will continue through 2022 as prices surge further, Goldman says. Home prices could surge another 16% in 2022 as the supply-demand mismatch continues. Prices have already shot up 20% this year as the shortage fueled bidding wards across the U.S. This could bleed into rentals with shelter inflation soaring to four and a half to 4.5 from 2.4%. Goldman Sachs has some mixed news for U.S. home buyers. The good news is prices won't surge as much as they did last year, but they're still going up a lot. Prices for U.S. homes will climb another 16% through 2022. The shortage will linger into next year. Now, I totally did. So what do you guys this think? Is, this is where we all wish we had a crystal ball to see who's right. Like, are we in a decline because one graph says this? Are we in a surge because another company says it? Like, we just got to pull your market data, right? And, yeah. and what sucks, like everyone knows why there's a shortage, right? Because home builders quit building after the collapse in 2007, 2008. And so now we just don't have the homes to keep up, right? And so now that says it might bleed into rentals, right? Is that what it said? Because it fucking is bleeding in, <laughs> into oh, the rental our, game. At least that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Rents are going up. Jeez. It's harder to get into a freaking rental year over year. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. I didn't hear all that. Say that again. We have some rentals where every year when we do the, when we do the renewal, we sit, we see what it is on the market and we mm -hmm. give them the option to renew. Here's the new price or not. And it's brutal right now because one of them this last week, it was like, Hey, the, you're currently paying 1600 and the market rent for your neighborhood now is $2,200. And we're like, we're sorry, but it's also very mm -hmm. obvious. Look, the guy next door you is listing for 2200 like this is the market and most of the time about half of our renters are staying but we're averaging like 25 percent rent, rent increases year over year and i think a lot sometimes people say no and then they go try to get another rental and, and then they, they say yes yeah. yeah and then they say actually we do want to stay because you're right there isn't there's like it's no one's fault um yeah. but also we can't like we have investment partners and things like that you also can't in good faith like not raise the rent if the market value when the when the market goes down, or when it or when we have a tough time renting a house, we drop the price to make it happen and meet the market. So right. when the market goes up, we have to raise to meet. The, that's the risk reward of real estate. So yeah, we've yeah we've, the people that get those sweetheart deals at eleven hundred bucks a month for twenty five years because the homeowner never felt right about raising the rent and it should be at twenty five hundred dollars. You know, those are those few few and far between. I got so the house that I rented for. Like nine years, I was in this house, month to month for nine years with a couple friends. When I bought a house four or five years ago, they stayed in it. So they've been in it for a long, long time. They still have the same rent of eleven ninety-five. That's nuts. And Where's the location's that? amazing. It's on uh it's in Mesa. Like location's prime. Yeah. It's a three bed, two bath, like seventeen hundred square foot for twelve hundred dollars. It's crazy. The and those, I mean, yes, those are the there's lots of those examples. Those are great landlords to go buy from. Yeah, like if you're an investor right now, I you'll you'll see something like on LoopNet or on MLS that you're like, oh, it says it's just a four cap and it's and no one's buying it, and then you actually double check the rent prices. You're like, this is actually a great deal. It looks like a bad deal because the rent price is from so small, you know, five six years ago. So it's, I know I get people every time I talk about rent prices that reach out and say it's horrible to raise them or or not. You know, there's it's a, you know that you should keep it the same or not. I believe we have a responsibility to adjust market. And when people do find the, you know, the examples, that's just the, it, like, if you get to pay the same rent for five, six years, that's great. The way that you lock in your rent forever is you buy a house. Yep. 
right? That's you buy a house and you lock in a 30 year mortgage. Like the, that's what every one of the renters should be doing right now is just go buy a house instead because next year your price will be the same. And your so house- it's free money right now. Interest rates so crazy low. Like, I mean, if you can't buy right now, it's because of a situation in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw- you have money, money, credit, whatever that is, you know, but you need to go buy. They're doing EIDL loans now for um, this was the, the, you know, the, the business paycheck protection loans, all that stuff they did last year. They just sent out a thing right now that you can use it for real estate. Companies can get up to 2 million bucks for it. And it's like a three and a half percent, 30 year fix. So like, that's better than I can. That's a better than the commercial loans I can get my properties better than the, so that's a little, that's a little side note for everybody out there. Go look at that sort of stuff. So here's, I like this thing. This is fun. Tech will never replace agents. Here's why. Opinion article. Real estate agents do things that only a human mind, human touch, understanding, and empathy can achieve. I think this goes in line a little bit with our iBuyer conversation, mm-hmm. right? So it says, Jay Thompson, former brokerage owner, spent six years working for Zillow Group. He retired. And so he said on here, he said what he put on Inman almost three years ago, all, all Inman does is essentially promote how agents are soon to be irrelevant. Not providing feedback is another example to fuel Inman's fire. Realtors not providing value. Then he explains Inman maybe should concentrate less on promoting bad practices and more on promoting good ones. So he's saying, essentially, he goes in and says, local, you're going to have local market advice that a bot can never do, right? If you know a market, you know a neighborhood. That's why you can't be beat by technology. Talks about market knowledge. Oh, there's the ad pops up. Uh, the unique property know how long distance solutions. So he talks about all these different ways where people are going to beat out technology, essentially, because so much of the articles that get pushed out to agents are, especially iBuyers are going to replace us. Zillow has said, hey, we're going to do you know, for sale by owner, but have it work, where people are going to get the same price, but they're not going to have to pay a commission. And this, this person is saying, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, people will always do better. Uh, what do you guys think about that? You want to go? You I, I mean, I agree. I don't think you can take the human, the human spirit out of a real estate, real estate transaction. And for a lot of different reasons, right? There's a lot of, like, you know how many offers that we get accepted because of our clients and who they are? Not because it's the highest and best offer, but it's because they're a nurse in the local hospital or a teacher in the neighborhood school or whatever it may be. They, we get homes because of the emotional touch of real estate. And so when Zillow or all these people kind of preach this, this propaganda of how uh, iBuyers are going to take over real estate, there's a disconnect because they're using analogies like Carvana, or they're using analogies like a travel agent or something along those lines where the purchase, the, the price tag is significantly less and the emotional pull is significantly less. So one, we're dealing with the, the number one um, investment of most clients' lives, right? And then we're dealing with someone where, where they've created their memories with their family and there's an emotional bond with their home, right? And so a bot, like you said, can, will never be able to replace it. You know, I think bots, I think Zillow could make a play on creating more market share and then making um, the salary real estate agent a more common thing, right? I could see that happening. I don't think it'll take over the market, but I could see it trending you know, five, 10 years from now for sure, but it'll never replace what we do for a living. Right? I mean, that's I think it's crazy. Real estate rock stars. Before this next commercial break, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for listening to the commercials that we put in here. This is how we're able to push the podcast 
review. This is how we can make sure that we publish so much content and keep providing value. So here we go from one of our sponsors, Rent Ready. All right, guys, we got to be honest here. You've heard so many of the Rent Ready ads over the past really nine to 12 months as they've been one of our flagship sponsors for so much of the stuff that we're doing. You know, Rent Ready is a property management software, and we've told you about this truly working to elevate the entire renting experience for landlords and tenants. But this time, this isn't just a boring old podcast ad. I'm not sure how many episodes we're going to run this on, but it's not just to help you maintain and screen tenants and run leases. This podcast ad is actually a secret. So this month, Rent Ready is releasing a game-changing feature that will help you save a whole lot of time and headache when it comes to crunching numbers on your rentals. I don't even know what it is yet. They wanted me to start doing this and said, so while I can't share it yet, make sure that you stay tuned to the Rockstars podcast for that surprise reveal because we'll have it on good authority that Rent Ready will be letting our listeners know that once top secret feature is ready. So in the meantime, if you're looking to get started on Rent Ready's powerhouse of a platform, I use it for a lot of my stuff. Get signed up, save 50% off on any Rent Ready plan using our special code, Rockstar. 50. So that's 50% off any Rent Ready plan when you sign up using our code ROCKSTAR50 at RentReady.com. It's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com using the code ROCKSTAR50 for 50% off any of them. And again, listeners, I got to say, thank you for listening to our sponsor ads. And if you have any interest at all in trying you know, any property management software, we appreciate it when you go check out our sponsors, especially the ones where I'm telling you about it myself. I, I 100% agree, but I have a different little, a little different take on it. I think that uh, it will be hard to replace the agent, but it's not hard for the agent to be relevant. Um, I think it's up to the agent to, to, to make sure that they're in front of the people that they need to be in front of on a daily, weekly basis to ensure that they protect themselves from being obsolete. You know, scarcity is our biggest problem with any sales career. So how many people don't know that you're an agent, right? So it, it goes right back to working your database, working your sphere, making sure you're relevant with your people, making sure you're going to the things that you're supposed to be going. So you're front of mind to the people that you, you can transact with. Because let's not marketing is a real thing and people see a gimmick or a market they, they they are marketing that resonates with them they could potentially be persuaded or at least have a phone call with them i had a buddy of mine it's funny we're having this conversation i had a good friend of mine that i've done three transactions with and he probably referred 10 people to me in the last two years and uh, he called me and he goes hey i'm thinking about selling but tell me about 72 sold he goes is is what they do is real and I had to be able to speak at a, a high level with the dude that I've transacted with multiple times and say, hey, this is how 72 sold works. This is what it looks like. They do nothing different than a normal agent. They're just packaging it a little bit differently. So to get you to call. Right? Where are you at, Aaron? Yeah, I'm in Austin, Texas. Do you have 72 sold there? No. What they, is it? No. It's a... Go ahead. Uh, it's just a big marketing company and it's, it's called 72 sold and they guarantee that they're going to sell your house and blah, blah, blah. But it really, it's just a gimmick. Yeah. But they, they crush market share here yeah. in Arizona, right? And they have a marketing budget of a million plus a month. I mean, they do a lot of things. They own all the billboards, commercials, things of that nature. Do they uh, but charge it's really the just same a price? What was that? Do they charge the same commission? Yeah. 
Oh, they might do a five percent. So yeah, but it's negotiable. It's, it's all negotiable. Sure. It's just like a kitchen. What they do is they do a regular listing appointment with their process of selling a house in seventy-two hours. Yeah, and it's from list to one day of showings to reviewing offers. So what they Thursday. do is they go live on Thursday. They hold showings until an open house at twelve, and all showings have to be funneled into the open house between twelve and two. And so what it does is it creates this fiasco that you have to be inside that open house between those hours because that's the only time you can see it. Right. So they guarantee to the seller that they're not going to have random showings. They're going to control the showings. You get to pick your close date, all these certain things. But really, they just sell a program like any of us could do, and they market it at a very, very high level. But back to my point, my point was that I got the phone call because I resonated with the guy. Because we're close, we talk to him. I touch him once. I touch. I call him once a quarter. You know, I'm constantly on him. I was out in the neighborhood showing houses. I dropped by his house, knocked on the door, said, "What's up?" You know. So it's it's having that human connection that I think is what works. So I don't think that we will be replaced if we don't do the job the correct way. I don't think it's just going to come to you because we're humans. The question is, what are you doing on a daily basis to be in front of the people you need to be in front of to make sure that scarcity isn't your biggest problem? When we talk about an agent going from one deal a month to three deals a month to five deals a month, it's all about how many people know that you're an agent. I don't think, I think it's the same exact conversation with, uh, are we going to be replaced? We'll only be replaced if we allow it. And if we don't allow it, what are the activities you need to do on a daily basis to make sure you're not replaced? Because it's not just other companies replacing you, it's other agents that are replacing you. Most people transact with the agent that's closest to them in their life at that certain time. Yeah. The, we, hate, we always hate when we sell some, we, we essentially, remember so many times we sold someone a house and then three, three years later, they sold the house yep. and they didn't use anybody on our team for it. No. Nope. Yeah. And that is like, oh, it's like oh, my feelings were hurt. And it's our fault, right? <laughs> yes. I remember the first time I had my feelings were so hurt. And then I re- and then reaching out to them and they're like, hey, well, we thought you were too busy. Yep. Or we didn't know that you actually sold stuff. It was a flip of ours, right? And they reached out to me because they like, like, we went to high school together. Like, hey, we saw this was your wife's listing. Can you represent us on both sides? It's your house. Can you give us a deal? Cool. When they sold it two years later for a gain, I remember being so hurt. And realizing mm. absolutely 100% our fault. When it happens, it's on us. So the I like I like your summary. Agents won't be replaced if agents are doing what they're supposed to do. You guys talk about making deals across the kitchen counter yeah. and doing what has to be done. And that is one thing that technology can't do. Or when you're pitching to them why to accept your offer over the other ones. That, that 72 sold example is a really cool example of agents finding your niche and market. And market to it. Because there's mm. something that everybody wants. Some people want their home sold know what within a week. Regardless of price, they just want to be done with it. Done. Some people only want to never want to have showings. You're like, hey, no one will ever show your house. We'll do a two hour open house. That could get you the deal. There mm-hmm. are so many like gimmicky stuff that when you package it together. And so even when somebody comes to tell you, the cool thing is you had the relationship where they're like, hey, should I go with these guys or you? Yeah. And you could say, oh, we can do it just like that if you want. If, yeah. if, if what you want is what they're offering, we've got that for you. Very cool scenarios. I right, two more quick articles. We're going to flat here. My son has... Uh, parkour tonight for the first time yeah whoa yeah my little get, busy, get video he's my five almost six and he's been he's been going to tennis and then like a couple weeks ago he's like dad i don't want to play tennis anymore i want to do parkour so i'm like shit, all right like i he's i think i said last time i need to run him and run him and run him so we got a few <laughs> more minutes before i go take him there it's like a dog with too much energy he is a dog with go. too much energy <laughs> and the i he is so it's from the moment he wakes up Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners. This is a commercial break, but this is a quick commercial break for you guys. See, have any of you ever wanted to host 
your own podcast. Many of you guys thought about launching a podcast, but it seemed overwhelming, didn't quite know what to do. You know, something that we're thinking about launching right now or something that we're, you're starting to launch right now, I don't know how many people we're going to help with, is we want to find listeners like you that want to launch their own podcast. It seemed a little bit overwhelming on what to do next. And we're going to start a service where we're going to help you guys figure out how to schedule your podcast, how to do the interviews. Our backend team will do everything that we do for the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. We will edit the show for you. We will publish it. We will help you with your social media and your images to really grow it. So I think our plan right now is you know, three or four podcasts a month for up to three or four podcasts a month. The cost will be between 500 bucks and a thousand bucks a month to help you guys publish and launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, be sure to reach out to us. Go find me on Instagram. Send me a message on there. It's at Aaron Muchistake. All right, back to the podcast. Check this out, Business Insider. This was news. This is a different, different, different perspective that I haven't heard. This yeah, is good. me either. When I saw this, I was like, wow. It says, America isn't running out of everything just because of the supply chain crisis. America is running out of everything because Americans are buying so much stuff. This is wild. It says, it's you know because we've seen all over the news and social yeah. media. We're out of paper towels. We're out of milk. We're out of fucking chicken ending. wings. We're out of right. everything. We're out of it. It says, we imported more stuff than then. We bought it. The metric tracked by says how much sellers have on hand, how much sellers. The ratio is at a 10-year low, but this is the port, port of Los Angeles. This is the crazy part. They actually report a 30% uptick in cargo in the first nine months of the year. That means they imported more this year wow. than they did last year, but there's such a shortage. It means that inventory to sales ratio isn't low because the US is short on stuff. We have more than we've ever had getting imported. It's low because sales have gone completely nuts. In the first nine months of 2021, retail sales were up 14.5% over the same period in 2020. Today's retail sales data. What do we do now? It isn't saying there aren't true shortages that exist in different things. Warehouses are full, ports are jammed on some of the stuff. But the first is what supply chain professionals are doing? Chip away at the backlog and possibly fix the stuff that people want. Wasn't that a crazy headline? That is crazy. Man, that man, is I almost not, believe it though. Like, <laughs> that, that make you feel better? Yeah, I mean, I almost believe it because it, it we do consume. Uh, Amer- I think Americans in general consume so much stuff, and we buy so much stuff, right? Maybe more than most countries. I don't know. I'd have to do way more research on that. Yeah, I know. Like, it's going to make me go down a rabbit hole tonight <laughs> as I'm sitting in bed at nine o'clock. Dude, well, and then we go deep into, uh, regardless of like political views, there's a lot of free money last mm-hmm. year. There was a lot of just extra money just thrown into the world. Right. And so, and there were plenty of people that didn't need it. They got it. Plenty of people who's, I'm, I'm sure you guys had the year of your lives last year in real estate and investing. Right. And you probably at the beginning got a thousand bucks or 600, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. free money comes in and everybody goes, and we're stuck in our houses. And everybody goes, what am I going to do with my free money? I'm going to buy something. I remember like first thing it was like, I bought myself a golf simulator when my birthday got canceled. That was my, I, I, my feelings yeah. hurt that I couldn't go you to love that purchase though. I absolutely love it. Nice. But my, my 40th was supposed to be in Hawaii. A bunch of friends were, were going out there. We got the call saying Hawaii's closed. And I pouted and I went and bought that. But then it was like, by, and then a week later, it was like they were on hold for six months or nine months back order. Getting my son a place set in the backyard, like a swing set. That took like four months to get. Oh. Like people are buying. Like that's been obvious. COVID, they, I think they bought more. And then when you have a little bit of extra money, you tend to buy stuff you didn't really need. Oh my God. Um, Roger's full of that statement. And yeah. I think that's the stuff that gets imported. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, lots of stuff gets imported, but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that is cheap, that seems like, oh, I can get, 
I can get a dirt bike for 500 bucks. Cool. I, I'm gonna What's get- something you buy that you don't need? I'm going to change that right there. Is there like a, something that you, if you just, if you like it, you just kind of buy it. Is there any kind of mine's uh, tools? I'm walking through home Depot, new tool. See it. I, don't have it. I'm I it. love, I love all that stuff. I love, especially, especially over the last couple of years. Cause it's really yeah. easy to justify. Oh, I'm not going to Disneyland right now. I'm not going to Hawaii <laughs> right now. I'm going to buy this thing instead. Like I, we have a golf cart that we drive around the neighborhood. And like, was that a need? No, not at all. Was a need. That's like, debatable. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna justify I, it. I, right I, I love you guys. You need to come out and hang out out here, and you can help me justify all the things that I wait. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm why the supply chain. That's same. Me too. Well, right? Amazon's at my house every day. Every day. I don't think there's a day that Amazon is not at my house. Every day. I totally agree. If you really want to question who you are as a person, just look at your Amazon history for like the last six months. <laughs> So, and you just start yeah. scrolling and you're like, whoa, like, yeah, all I have to do to like, what did I buy? I don't need. I'm yeah. sure. Well, what's yeah. amazing is, is having like a shared Amazon account with your wife, <laughs> but you have notifications on, right? So when I'm at the office, it's, I don't do that. <laughs> I just get these random pushes <laughs> saying, oh yeah, your, your purchase has been confirmed. Mm-mm. I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Did not need that. Did not need that. So I thought that supply, supply chain crisis was. That is cool. I like that. that There's a movie that, oh man, I'm not going to remember it, but it's, it's like how they almost killed themselves by buying so much junk and then they had to end up storing it outside. There's a movie. What's the movie? I don't know. I'm not going to remember. Sounds like Wall-E Wall-E or something. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about, so last thing I, yeah, I had a couple more, but I'm running out. It's parkour time, guys. Sorry, U.S. Man. weekly we talk, job we below 300,000 to new pandemic low. So here's this other side, right? So unemployment is, you know, at the lowest it's been since all this happened. Uh, that's, that keeps pushing up. It says weekly jobless claims fell to 293,000. This is a business insider. Economists believe claims to dropped to 319 uh, would have been just above pandemic era, era lows. So, you know, that's people, interesting. Can get, people can get jobs right now. Yeah. There's, there's hiring jobs everywhere. There's a whole political thing that's also happening where people are being forced out of jobs and stuff right mm-hmm. now. I don't know how that's going to impact this, but I think our economy. I mean, if we keep off. pushing police officers and firefighters and nurses out of their jobs because they don't get vaccinated, I know this isn't a political podcast, but like, <laughs> there there could be a little something with that. You know what I'm saying? It, get, it gets dangerous. It gets da- every day and every week. There's different headlines of that of different airlines. Like yeah. airlines are some airlines are going all the way. Others are, you know, I was we were on some flights that scheduled on some flights that got canceled recently. And you oh. go on one sense, you're like, whoa. So people are essentially. They do a they do a sick a call in right like mm-hmm. they're they're protesting, and mm-hmm. you want to honor everyone's ability to protest, but it's a pain in the ass when it affects your own. Don't inconvenience me with your protest. But <laughs> that's how stuff changes too. Yeah. So I think we're going to see yeah. all sorts of different impacts of that. But I feel like the economy's strong. Yeah, interest rates are still low. We're seeing this little price correction. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a, I think it's a big opportunity to keep showing why we're different. And if you are somebody, you know. We've t- you guys and us, we talk about being investors and agents, mm-hmm. right? But also just as an agent out there, iBuyers are getting pushed to the sidelines or offering less. You have a real opportunity to go get a listing now. And if you're somebody that's been a buyer's agent for a while, I just had somebody on the show that talked about the best thing to do right now is focus on getting listings. Mm-hmm. Because even though that might be harder, especially if you've never done one before, if you get one listing, it's going to lead to two or three more deals, which includes becoming a buyer's agent or other stuff. So it's a great time to go push for listings yep. if there's buyers out there, if there's if the iBuyers out there are slowing down. So, dude, we're out of time, guys. This was awesome, it, man. Parkour the, uh, time, baby. Parkour. Parkour time. We'll be back on 
Tell all the agents just to push into the marketplace as hard as they can, as fast as they can. And life will just do the rest. I like that. As another, you guys give me so many sound bites on here. People are going to want to come reach out to you again, do a reminder of how they can come find you on social and email you and all that stuff. IG, I'm doing it first this time. Fuse. Jeez. I've been working so hard on my IG. So I, my Instagram is I am Matt Chick. Facebook is Matt Chick. Website is (laughs) mattchick.com. Uh, the other website, OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com <laughs> yeah. forward slash uh, uh, I am Matt Chick. So, uh, the only other website I have is I am better than Mr. Only I am Matt Chick. It says I, am dude, Chick. I couldn't find you, Matt. So I'm glad you have. Started. Oh my God! It's like we're at the end, and you yeah, just throw good. a dagger in my heart. Oh, I'm glad oh. you just told me. I've just followed you, bro. But Love the it. but when I when we put up our show notes, I'm like trying to find you out yeah. there. And I, tr- dude, if you're if you're a new agent and want some bangers, go to go to my IG. We I do a ton of coaching on there. Looks awesome. All right, I just followed you. I am Matt Chick. Jeremy, how do they find you? Uh, Jeremy Fuse on all platforms. Fuse is F U H S T. Jeremy is the E R E M Y F U H S T. Google me. The first article you'll see is me uh, being better than Matt Chick. That's not true. Hey, we got a new insult video coming out real <laughs> soon. You're going to want to see that one. See, I cannot wait to see the meme of <laughs> my screenshotted face while I was talking oh, yeah. about Zillow. Guys, this was fun. Thanks, see, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's, this month's, hopefully this week's State of the Market podcast. Enjoy. Have a great day. See you guys. Bye. All right, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you like, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing how to negotiate deals you know how to become an investor all sorts of different stuff rebusuniversity.com and if you want to chat with me go find me on instagram if you come find me on instagram you can send me messages tell me what you want to hear tell me what you liked what you didn't like we try to put a bunch of content out there too you can find me in two different places it's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.